Podly Dum. All the cycles. All the cycles. that i hear is it part two of the newest mailbag episode it is welcome to pod leadum that's top model podcast spelled backwards i'm lex basile price i'm hannah jane ginsburg and i'm jw crump and this is part two of our mailbag episode so much mail that we had to split it up it was overflowing (laughs) and so we're going to get right into it because i'm assuming that you somehow are watching these back to back even though there's probably an episode in between them (laughs) but before the first one let me just say that it's been pointed out and i've noticed that sometimes when we respond to your wonderful emails at podleadem at gmail.com our responses go to your spam folder so if Mm. you think to yourself hey they never responded There's the off chance that we never did if it was a super quick email that was just like, hey, guys, I discovered you and you loved you, even though we usually respond to those as well. Check your spam, though. We try to respond to all of them within at least a couple of weeks time at the very, very latest. Um, But a lot of people have told us that the response went to spam because then if I've ever followed up to be like, hey, do you mind us putting this in the mailbag or whatever? Then they then they get that one. Yeah. So just check your spam. Gmail just gets Gmail just gets nervous. They're like, "Who is this contacting you? Why would you have mm. this in your? This sounds suspicious." Mm-hmm. Poodle Dom, what? <laughs> it's like what? Have ever either of you ever used WhatsApp? Yes. Oh yeah. If someone new who is not in your contact list on WhatsApp sends you a message. WhatsApp sets out an Amber Alert. They are like <laughs> suspicious this, activity. This is not your friend. Yeah, that's because WhatsApp is used by like phishing accounts and like mm-hmm. bots yeah. and things. Blub, my favorite blub. thing, uh, talking about, I need, I'll say this one. My favorite new things that, that I do is whenever I get a spammy um, text message that's like, hi, I don't have this number in my phone. I know it's spam. So I respond with a crazy story where they're like, is this Nicole? And I'm like, like, who are you? And they're like, oh, yeah, Nicole, we did that bank heist job together. Uh, I'd love to get back to you, but I'm actually dealing with a court case. So, like, I can refer to you as someone else. Stop contacting. They they always stop. It's my favorite thing to do is just to come up with stories. Come up with stories to trick them. It's so fun. I recently got a text from a number I didn't know that was like, Hello, Susie. This is the wine shop texting you to let you know your Cabernet has arrived. And I was like, wrong number. And they were like, this isn't Susie with the Cabernet. And I was like, (laughs) nope. And they're like, oh, my God, thank you for responding. You're such a nice person. Have an amazing day. I was like, I want to know more. And I will also be so content to never know anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Susie sounds like they're living their best life, though. I love that. Getting texts from the wine shop? Yes. Susie, we have to tell Susie the Cabernet is here. (laughs) This first one is from Jenny, who wanted to answer a question I posed in a previous episode. I wanted to weigh in on JW's Q. Oh, that's the perfect acronym. JWQ. About Mm. listeners and their viewing habits. I have been pretty familiar with cycles up to about nine, like 
too familiar mm-hmm. and loosely familiar with the following few cycles as well from a lot of marathons watching on cable but because they were free on prime i'd watch the episode the day before a new podcast episode came out maybe sometimes two at a time i haven't ever seen that much of Anne's cycle so that was my first experience without too much knowledge almost like a completely new cycle for me since all episodes are not all available for free anymore Uh oh and i don't have as much interest in buying episodes sure fair Fair. wouldn't do it if we didn't have to yeah (laughs) it's been totally weird listening with little to no context yet fun at the same time i can't wait for y'all to discuss the next cycles and their insanity who knows maybe all these streaming services will get their business together and have more than a few random cycles here and there don't they know what a big deal Podletum is? Thanks, Seriously. Love y'all. You know what? If y'all want to just start tweeting at mm. Amazon Prime Video and Hulu. Well, I yeah. also don't know who licenses yeah. the streaming rights. I mean, I appreciate that Prime has all the cycles except for the last two in some way available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's helpful for us until cycle 23, which is currently across uh, his fingers on Hulu. Yeah. You uh. know. We don't have to worry about it. It's just, I would also truly love to see the, because fans have told us they've purchased episodes to follow along. If all of a sudden there's this wild spike in like the college cycle and they're like, why are people now buying this? (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Yeah, it's, it's funny too, because during the pandemic, I thought the, I think the numbers went way up and maybe that has some reason why it's no longer on streaming services because theoretically licensing got more valuable maybe of the show i i truly love y'all who are still listening along without watching the episodes because there are people in my life who want to support the things that i do and they ask me about the podcast and i'm like look if you if you didn't watch top model i don't know how much you're gonna get out of this i point them towards the the wig the bitch and the nightmare episodes or the smize cream episodes i'm like go for it it's if you really want to know the darkest that a human heart can be (laughs) seek those out but hannah jane i have to point out that you called that book in the nightmare (laughs) which it is it was 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 a nightmare it was a meltdown and a nightmare. Yeah, I've had friends who have also wanted to support this because uh, supportive friends are lovely folks mm-hmm. that I happen mm-hmm. to be lucky enough to have in my life. And I'm just like, just share it on your social media. And then the one <laughs> or two people you know. Yeah, share it and give a review. Give a rating. Listen mm-hmm. to an episode. Give a rating. But God bless y'all who are who are just doing it for the pod now. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. All right. We got a a story. Story time. Strap in. From Josh about Jimmy Cranky. Love the podcast so much. I discovered you during lockdown and you helped me keep sane as I listened to the entire back catalog while on my daily walks. Another walker. I wonder what that's like. Listening to (laughs) Cycle 18, I was reminded of a very weird night I spent at a gay bar in my city. They were holding the semi-final of Drag Idol, a national competition for amateur drag queens. It advertised a special guest celebrity judge and imagine my surprise when out comes Jimmy Cranky in full scottish (laughs) schoolboy drag the whole thing was surreal as she stayed in character the whole night offering feedback the word fan dabby dozy was used a number of times at the end of the show the host asked us all to stick around as there was a very special performance happening later 
in true drag show style. It was an hour and a half late, uh huh, <laughs> but it was mm-hmm. worth it. Out came the woman who had been dressed as a schoolboy earlier in full Madonna drag. What? You know what? She <sighs> was fantastic. Live vocals, full dance routines, and everything. She is better than some professional full-time Madonna tribute acts I've seen. Good for them. Wow. Uh, wow. And she must have been uh, quite old when this happened. Mm-hmm. So good for her. That's fantastic. I love that that character is something that so many people have some experiences with. And I just had no cultural touchstone for. I feel like it would almost be Nothing. like a Pee Wee Herman of a thing for us. Do you <gasps> yes. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess that's Elvira yeah, is, is drag too, so. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's, that's really cool. That's fantastic. I yeah. wish there was video. Next we have a piece of mail from Rebecca, whose friend attended Cycle 17 events. One of my friends, an ANTM super fan, lived in LA when All Stars was being filmed and was able to go to two events. I looked back over the messages he sent me at the time. We used to touch base after each episode aired. Oh. He was in the audience for the premiere episode live judging panel you can oh spot gosh. his big curly hair in the front of the audience a few times did he scream he said fuck that he you thought, <laughs> well he said that he thought the booing for alexandria was added post-production <gasps> he never heard any booing or any negative reaction to the models mm. the audience was never told that they had the power to determine who was sent home by voting <laughs> oh my they gosh. were not surveyed <laughs> about their opinions <gasps> they just had those interview segments from the jays and were never told that those interviews would affect the results of the show he said the audience went nuts for Nicki Minaj. He sent me a mm. pic of the invitation. The filming was on May 11th, 2011 at the event deck at LA Live. Audience had to check in at five and the show started at eight. <laughs> Goodness. He was also able to attend the perfume event that they did. Oh the one where oh. the girls were in bathtubs. He was in a group that was being interviewed by Eva and Nigel about one of the girls. He said that they were edited to make it look like they were looking at Lisa, but they were actually looking at Allison. He was so excited to meet Allison and got to talk to her during this event. He Aww. said she even gave him a hug after the shooting was over. That, I actually am surprised to hear that the booing was added in like the stuff from the la live event yeah mm-hmm. that is mind-blowing truly and they didn't know <laughs> that person who screamed at alexandria it literally must have been the only person who did anything yeah yeah and maybe that's why we called it so clearly it's just everyone else is like yay <laughs> but the fact that they took allison fans and made them appear to be lisa d'amato fans <gasps> <laughs> summary of the show <laughs> and just another story of allison being lovely all right this next one is from daria who had a tyra epiphany i recently had an epiphany about tyra's behavior on the show and would like your opinion on it i really dislike tyra's shenanigans especially during <laughs> judging i find them so awkward that i usually look away from the screen during her panel introduction and the skits because i just can't take it recently i was in a very tense professional meeting with a group of people and the person in charge opened the meeting by making some jokes light-hearted conversation it was very silly but we were grateful for it because it helped ease the tension and loosen people up i wonder if that is what tyra is doing if all those accents weird voices silly stupid bits are her trying to give the models some breathing room in this tense situation i still cringe at them but I like the idea that it might help the models be a bit more comfortable. Am I giving Tyra too much credit? 
probably. But what do y'all think? I don't disagree that she might do that to kind of like loosen people up. The I think po- we've even seen some very yeah. specific times we pointed it out to. The mm. problem is we've also seen her do it in interviews with people mm-hmm. where she feels <laughs> uncomfortable. So I think that I think it's sometimes she's trying to loosen herself up as well. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel awkward. What will help? <laughs> I guess an accent. Bonjour. <laughs> I do think that Tyra's goofy. Mm-hmm. I think she's a goofball. I think she's a dork. Mm-hmm. And I think that what that is something. What a shame she doesn't value it in anyone else. Anyone yeah, else. I was just about to say. But I think I have this feeling. And now I'm, I'm digging too deep, I think. But I have this feeling that that's who she's always been. But modeling zaps some of that from her. And now it's yeah. always kind of trying to express itself. But she also knows it's not supposed to be expressed. And that's why she doesn't like it in other people and the contestants. Yeah, I think it was kind of like erased out of her. Where, mm-hmm. you know, she, she was told exactly what a model should be. The personality of I don't know. She was still throwing hair clips. Well, and then she probably got <laughs> reprimanded. But that was fierce. Because <laughs> she shook it fiercely. So I wonder, to JW's point, is it that she has to rein in natural instincts and we just see these, like, blips? And then you and her being angry that other people get to be dorky. Because she has it out for dorks. Mm. Oh, yeah. She also... Shocking, I know the thing I'm about to say. Lacks some emotional maturity. Yeah, Which sort of makes sense if you think of someone starting their career as a teenager that they might sure. have missed out on certain yeah. experiences because it comes off really juvenile a lot of the time. And I do think that's part of it as well. I think one of the best moments was Cycle 1 when they were all like talking with Tyra kind of having the slumber party in their PJs and they all got together and she was like, and I let out the teeniest bit little fart guys. And everyone's (laughs) like, Tyra, I think that's where it lives. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, I do think that moments like that Tyra is good, but I think she got positive feedback for it and didn't know how to regulate. I think she didn't know necessarily why it was good. So Mm -hmm. therefore, it didn't, like, register the difference between something like that and something like pouring water on someone's head. But I gotta give it to Tyra. Would we be talking about her? Would we still be interested every time she opens her mouth if she didn't do stuff like this? I don't think so. No, I don't think the show would have. Sometimes it's problematic, but most of the time, it's just dumb fun. It's Mm -hmm. just dumb. Most of it's just dumb. Now, a lot of it's cringe, but yes. Oh, so much of it is cringe. But the internet's made for cringe. She was cringe pre-cringe being a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pre-memes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost said premium. <laughs> premium. <laughs> premium. Premium. Is that, a, is that something? Get back to me. <laughs> Guys, smize. Tooch. <laughs> premium. Premium. The next letter is from Portia, who has some tea on Camille's all-star care package of bills. Finally. Camille's elimination episode was edited so poorly to set up Camille's elimination and try to show the storyline that she's so uptight and serious. Camille received other items like some of the other girls did, but production focused on the bills because they wanted to portray her 
as so much older and her head not being in the competition. Camille, like Brittany, owned a business at the time and had responsibilities. Oh, mm-hmm. that makes so much sense. I also wonder if everyone else also got similar care packages full of bills and other responsibilities Rent. stuff, and they just didn't show it. Right. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. And part of that, I think, is, unfortunately, I think Camille will give it to you. You know what I mean? Where she will say, like, oh, Bill. You know what I mean? She will give them mm-hmm. the footage that maybe the other ones didn't. Sure. <laughs> Instead of Shannon's fun sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon just shreds those bills like a little t- like a little retriever. <laughs> I have so many teeth. <laughs> Next we have a message from Jesse, who I assume is a lovable stoner, who found an incredible video. And y'all, I'm so excited. I just finished the latest episode, and I thought y'all should know that on YouTube, Tyra has videos explaining the ANTM dictionary. <gasps> it's so funny to me. Maybe you guys can check it out. Oh, Jesse, you know we did. You Link is below, and it's Tyra explaining pot leadum. Welcome to Top Models Dictionary Hour, where I describe and explain the history and the meanings of all the crazy, insane words we've thought up over the course of our 19 cycles. Our next word is a word that has to do with why I'm backwards right now. Hot leadum. Hot leadum is a twist on top model. And you know what? I don't think you deserve me to tell you what that means. You need to figure it out yourself. 19 cycles, many words made up. I know you have some that you think are fierce, ferocious, smizalistic, fantastic, with absolutely no dreckitude that are wonderful H2T. And if you do, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, darling, whatever you choose. Google Plus, Until next time. I think we have a reason why she's so wet. It's because apparently everything was filmed underwater. The way she moves... Jesse, this video is so good. When she says that she is backwards, it means she's facing away from camera. Just, she was just facing the wall, arms outstretched, T-posed. Filmed on the wall in the judging room that has all of her branded phrases. And see, this is why this is why I'm gonna say that she's not just doing bits to break the ice. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she was like, I I'm going to give you all the definitions, but for this one, she's like, and I think I you should have to figure this one out. I'm you like, so you didn't even define it. deserve for me to tell you. Are we cash pigs? What is going on? <laughs> and then for her to go, or Google Plus. Oh, the last Because <laughs> you know she forgot to say it. Uh-huh. And some poor producer was behind her. Plus. Google Plus. 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 This is a thing we did for a month. Google Plus. <laughs> Oh my god, the fact that she is supposed to be explaining what they've... She doesn't know. She doesn't know why she did this, but now she's stuck with it. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like she's always stuck with the one she doesn't expect. Mm -hmm. I think that's very true. I think that's very, very true. She wanted us all to say teach. We do not. But she made such a big deal out of (laughs) Potlidum. But here's the thing. I think she did, and she meant it to be a one-episode stupid thing, Mm -hmm. and then it just kept being also the appropriation of dracitude from andre leon Talley <laughs> when they are not even there anymore we came up with it right uh-huh. we own well, we every word you come up with more than he wanted to 
<laughs> There's a poor man two clause in your contract if you're a judge on top model. <laughs> Tyra it's owns all always, your yeah. all made up words are now the property of bankable productions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for sending that. That's incredible. The next one is from Miranda in Canada. And it says, Hey, Lex JW and Hannah. I have been a huge fan of America's Next Top Model since the very first cycle aired in 2003. And I recently learned about this podcast as I was in the middle of yet another annual binge. I'm not a big podcast person as I tend to favor visual media, but I thought it might be fun to supplement my rewatch with some added commentary this time around. And I must say, you guys are my new favorite people on the planet. I love hearing the iconic quote that you choose to introduce yourselves each episode. I love your hilarious takes on the contestants, judges, photo shoots, challenges, and recurring characters in the top model universe. I love your ability to point out funny little moments and sound bites I somehow never noticed before. I love your collective thirsting for Jim DeYonker and Mike <laughs> Rosenthal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I tuned into Podleadum as I was starting up cycle 14 and have now listened to all the subsequent episodes up to the most recent one. So I thought I'd throw it back to cycle six, AKA the best and most iconic cycle in the history of America's next top model. I've never had a close relationship with anyone who loves the show as much as me. And I can only subject my partner to so much of it. (laughs) And now I feel like I have a new circle of friends to join me in laughter as I savor each moment of the best reality TV show that has ever existed. Aw, thank you so much for sending that, Miranda. Yeah, we'll always thirst after normies. Mm -hmm. Hot normies. I mean, sure, but (laughs) Jim and Mike are like... So normal compared to everyone else on this yeah, show. Yeah, the people who a little who bring a little bit of low key sanity yeah. to the proceedings. I think honestly, at the end of the day, that's what we thirst after is people like people that we would feel safe around yeah, on set. A pillar of normal. Oh wow, you seem really reasonable. Stable. <laughs> Your expectations meetable. <laughs> <laughs> Me doable. <laughs> Wait, so the journey of the podcast is start with fourteen, came to nineteen. Back to six. That's a new one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's some good chaos listening, truly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the cycle I would live one day. I watch Top Model for pleasure again. That'll Never. be the cycle. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> you pointed it out, but I truly love uh, our quote. When we discovered that we were going to use quotes to come into the, to introduce ourselves was one of the most genius things I think we did. <laughs> I also want to say, if you go back and listen to our very first episode Mm -hmm. covering the first two episodes of cycle one a lot of the recurring elements were things that did happen in the moment yeah Yeah. oh yeah like even hannah ending by saying and we'll see you on top that was not planned we didn't plan that at all that's just me like eva being cute (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry jen (laughs) no but i i love that uh i think all of our most recurring long-lasting bits have been things that happened organically mm-hmm. yeah tyron uh. was a mistake tyron was a full <laughs> mistake yeah. i remember canonically i hated it <laughs> and now i forget the real word yeah mm-hmm. uh, and also you know what else the quotes bring us joy because we never share what our quotes are going to be no nope. not once and, and sometimes panic. fear when you're <laughs> frantically trying to find one if somebody else uses yours oh yeah we all pick two quotes and hope for the best yeah <laughs> The next one is from Anastasia or Anastasia in Australia or Australia. 
Hi, Hannah, JW, and Lex. My name is Anastasia, but sometimes I ditch the Stasia, much like Melrose ditches that Issa. You don't need that Stasia. I'm writing to say thank y'all so much for your depreciless podcast. I just love listening to it. It's so nice to listen to. Nice. I'm from Australia, and since your episode on the Australian accent cover girl challenge, I can't stop saying captcha when I need to say captcha which I never fail to find funny, but my friends remain perplexed and increasingly irritated by. (laughs) As it should be. That's what we're here for. Wondering if you guys would consider doing a podcast episode that ranks all the times Tyra felt the necessity to over-explain the concept of screen grabs to the contestants over the cycles. I love how niche that is. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Something just for the fans and for no one else. I love... I will say, I've toyed with the idea. I do a decent amount of video editing. Mm-hmm. Um, just like Lex is a is a is just a whiz with sound editing. And I've often thought, I'm watching these anyway. Why not mark the time codes and then later go down and download and make some super cuts <laughs> like some people did of the mispronunciation of Cat's name in Cycle 10. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's, it's fun, but I haven't. But that would be a really funny one that people would be like why what? is this here but the listeners would be like we know exactly why it's here for me it's just that she never is consistent with how she oh, explains yeah. it it's always slightly different well it's like she's rediscovering it every time yeah. like they hand her the photos and she's like how do we do this what it are they a video <laughs> and so the words we hear are just the different pas that have to hand it to her actually <laughs> aaron says you know screen grab and George says screen capture. I wonder, ooh, if Tyra some thought thought that grab and capture were different and that oh. she was being like technically accurate. Oh, I could see it. <laughs> yeah. Different programs. Yeah. If we get to a cycle where she's like, these are screen grabs, but I'm also giving you a screen capture. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> this one comes with a Pokeball. <laughs> Next, we have Natalie, who's watching cycle 18 for the first time. Ooh. Hello, but in a British accent. I'm not going to do the whole email like that. Yeah. I've been a longtime fan and thought I'd reach out for a couple of reasons. The first to say that your episode covering the first episode of Cycle 18 made me laugh out loud several times in the grocery store. Nice. I wish there was a podcast that recapped your podcast in the same format so they could use, why were the George Washington bottoms a gold sequin miniskirt as an opening quote? This is actually the first time I've watched Cycle 18. The only one I'd seen post-All-Stars was 22 for Niall and Niall alone. Fair. And I'm planning to pretend it's 2012 again when it first aired and watch one episode every week before your podcast drops. This excitingly coincides with my rewatch of the challenge where they do a USA versus UK season or the world's two. And watching it side by side with ANTM actually makes the nonsense of ANTM seem less ridiculous. Tyra might have a strange idea of what Britain is, but at least they don't talk every week about how they're ready to die for their country like the challenge (laughs) contestants do. That is a fair point. And (laughs) I'm going to throw in this one little bit on that show they sometimes had to switch teams and therefore had to like leave their country. They made it a whole thing where they were like abandoning oh, yeah. their country. Oh my God. <laughs> God, they had a, they had a word for it too. It was not it was traitor. A betrayal. It was like traitor though yeah. or something like that. Treason. Honestly, yeah, it was it, wild. It was so funny. And one, one time a contestant revealed that they were staying with their country by pulling down their pants and having that flag as underwear. Yeah. Keeping it classy. Yep. Oh, if there's one word Pretty we could sure use that's, for the challenge. Uh, that's the secret question on the citizenship test. <laughs> you actually don't have to take the test if you wear a flag underwear. You yeah. just be like, Mwah. 
Would I do this if I wasn't a citizen? <laughs> As a dual citizen, you're not wrong. <laughs> awesome. All right. The next one is from Joseph, who voted during the college cycle. <gasps> Since we're talking about the college cycle, here's an obligatory, let's go UMass Amherst. <laughs> So I was watching Cycle 19 live and thought this information will be helpful when discussing the rest of the cycle. The cycle was filmed from June to July 2012, so most of the models weren't actually missing classes for the show, which is nice. Here's how the voting worked. Oh, finally. (laughs) Every Tuesday and Friday at 12 p.m., there would be an update on CWTV.com slash voting with a new crop of images. Each image had a star vote from one to 10 and a place to leave commentary. I was a freshman in high school running to the computer lab, so I remember it well. It is so silly that the judges make it seem like we're a fourth judge and have opinions about walks, personality, and house drama because we literally know nothing but the model's names and their portfolio. Uh, Signed, Joseph Houlihan. Now I'm JW too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They wrote that. (laughs) that is both what i thought but not what i thought if that makes sense (laughs) it also just it just makes it reveals how much brian boy is reaching yeah when they when they act like the people who are leaving comments and voting have opinions personally about the contestants your fans don't do this and your fans Mm -hmm. do that we have seen some what are called plea videos that apparently the models each had to individually film that were less than a minute long generally and were just like please vote for me and there was some like poor britney in one of them talked about a family's brush with cancer i believe Mm, like They got very, I don't blame Brittany but, or any of the contestants, but they got very, I have to tell my sob story to stay in the competition, which mm-hmm. got cringe. But also apparently they only did it for like three rounds. Because they realized it was dumb. Also, Maybe. when they did them, because we saw these, when yeah. they did them for the first episode, they made them do it while their head was through the wall. My God. It's so surreal. It looks like so awful. a hostage video. Literally. Look, you change the lighting and the music and that's some like David Lynch shit. Yeah. And what's funny too is we, we had that one episode where someone I think called Kiara like a tough chick and said anyone who calls yeah. himself tough isn't. And maybe that's what she's... I didn't watch all the plea videos because no. honestly they're hard to watch. They're and not to watch. Yeah. yeah. They're... I'm glad they're all available on the internet so that we know that they exist. Uh-huh. <laughs> in a top model, in a, an official top model channel, it's yeah. weird uh-huh. that they're still up. Neither of you voted during the college cycle, right? No. No. I don't remember doing it. Okay. I have not voted. Have I voted for anything? Yes. The only thing I voted for. President? <laughs> on reality TV. Ah, uh, got it. I actually have voted in every election I've been eligible to. <gasps> And some I haven't. Right. <laughs> I'm the future Republicans hate. No, I think the only reality show I've voted for is America's Favorite for Big Brother. Mm. Oh, I voted for Big Brother before. But yeah. other than that, American Idol? No. So You Think You Can Dance? No. So You Think You Can Dance was the only one I was tempted by, but I never sure. have. I think I might have Kelly Clarkson voted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I feel like American Idol. Those I watched text the first... message rates were just very intimidating. <laughs> yeah. I always had an unlimited plan. Oh. Oh. I, I always truly wanted to know 
what it did. Like if it gave you like a message back that was like, you did it champ or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted validation. And it literally would be like, good. Like tabulated. You're like, oh, <laughs> okay. I, it should have been like, thanks from Kelly or something. I don't know. Yeah. They went to a lot of work. I'm sure. All right. Here's from Brian, a child of the eighties. Oh, as we are. Uh. As a child born in the 80s, I was witness to Tyra Banks' rise to stardom in the 90s. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Does anyone <laughs> remember her CoverGirl ad campaign that pitted her in a competition against other models to be the next CoverGirl? Because what? I sure do remember those series of commercials, which started with a group of girls and slowly, week by week, sound familiar? eliminated girls until one girl stood above the rest tyra each week a new commercial would air and we would see the girls that survived i swear this has to be the catalyst for tyra creating a televised model competition huh. i've never seen anyone talk about these commercials so i'm starting to believe i made them up but huh. they are so clear in my mind i swear this is what gave tyra the idea for top model wow. also does anyone remember that the top model website used to post the pictures of the model chosen for the cycle before the cycle aired yeah every cycle i would check the pictures and make my predictions about who would win i was always wrong <laughs> i always found it odd since it would then take away from the first episode wondering which girls would make it anyway it was always something to look forward to hey they just posted the next group of girls oh she's the quirky one she's too commercial etc etc i do remember that i started avoiding it mm -hmm. to, to make the the cycle more fun but yeah they would do the pre-makeover shots and just make those fully available, like, two weeks beforehand, I feel like. I feel like if I was a different person, I might have done that. But like I said in the previous Mailbag episode, I don't really engage with fandom on mm -mm. things. Even things that I'm, like, really passionate about. I just, that's not in my nature to, like really jump in there yeah nah. same even when they announced like the new cast of drag race i'll sometimes take a look at the videos yeah. but i'm like i only ever make it through like one or two yeah and i mentioned it in the i think the previous mailbag part one of this but i just it it, it really tempts to ruin the show itself for me yeah you know um now on this cover girl competition <gasps> fascinating if this is not some fever dream that you had that i do not remember this that being said i do think it'd be a fascinating thing that it sounds like if it was real and i do believe it's real that's it's like, a lot I, I don't for your brain to make up yeah. yeah yes i do feel like it's probably scripted mm -hmm. yes and it was just you know and tyra's always going to be the model but yeah i mean clearly this helped her come up with this if this was something right? she participated in how could it not i bet tyra was like could we just do, do this, this? Yeah. hey cover hey, girl, cover girl. <laughs> exactly that is truly truly fascinating i kind of wish i remembered more about the time that tyra was just the model yeah yeah you know because i don't have that memory and part of that is because uh, this it, top model really flushed everything else out like that's yeah. what my brain held on to and that's kind of that where and i first for me, saw her coyote ugly yeah mm -hmm. sure yeah I just thought she was a lawyer. <laughs> Did I tell y'all that when, you know that movie theater that does um, clips of things before? They do like a Night montage Hawk. of related clips. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's a movie theater in New York and probably elsewhere that does clips that are related to the movie you're about to see. And I saw Megan or Mithrigan, as I like to call it. Mithrigan, mm -hmm. yes. And it was all doll movies. And they oh. showed something from Life Size. And that was really Perfect. fun. <laughs> Yeah. The the crowd went insane. That movie still slaps to people. Yeah. <laughs> this is from Yasmin, a fan from the UK. Dear JW, Lex, and Hannah, 
First, thank you so much for this amazing podcast. I've been listening to it nonstop for the past few months, and it is incredible to return to one of my favorite shows with your hilarious insight. I'm currently watching along with Cycle 18, which is always one of my favorites, as I am from the UK, and watched Britain's Next Top Model growing up. Oh, cool. Like many of your listeners, this podcast has got me through some very difficult times, and it really has felt like having a group of new friends. It was a great distraction and a real comfort. Even though, like most ANTM viewers, I have removed Cycle 19 from my memory, I cannot wait to experience it again through your podcast. Fierce in love, Yasmin. Nice. I Just also... like us, that 19 brain wipe. <laughs> Remember that time that um, oh Esther was there, and she said she grew up? In, in Israel and Targus. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I just did that to Yasmin. <laughs> I just did. I was like, you watched Britain's Next Top Model growing up. Oh my God. How? <laughs> Where? Where did you stream it? <laughs> so sophisticated. That is fascinating though to think of, I, you know, because obviously I'm thinking of it from an American's perspective. I wonder if people who grew up on Britain's Next Top Model really enjoyed British Invasion because it was kind of their all-stars. Yeah. yeah. I guess I just never know how available things are to other people. Because nowadays, if you have an international version of something, it's going to be on a streaming network somewhere, mm-hmm. probably. Hey, Taskmaster. Before they <laughs> rip it back down. Yeah. All right. The next uh, two DMs I got. And I'll read them both in a row. First one is from Danny. Hi, JW. I'm never one to message my fave podcast host, but after hearing that Podleadum recently had its third highest streaming week ever, I just had to let you know that I think I personally contributed to 24% of those streams. The top model math checks out. Just trust me on that. I religiously re-listen to the pods catalog in chronological order because anything else would be asinine (laughs) and go back to cycle one. When I get called all the way up to the current day, I listen at work at the gym and each night y'all's voices help me get to sleep so I can peacefully snooch. That's a snooze tooch. (laughs) Safe to say you're my comfort pod. Congrats on all the success and thanks for all the laughs. You truly Help me get through each and every day. Much love to you, Lex and Hannah. Oh. I love this. I love this dude. Sorry, that's just just because I think I have a toddler and so many little kids like do that thing where they sleep with their butt but, fully uh, in the fully air. Out. <laughs> and that's a snooch. That is a snooch. <laughs> um, and this one was from Sarah. I've been meaning to message y'all for a while, but I wanted to say that I started listening to Pod Leadum during quarantine and have enjoyed every episode your banter is so delightful and i feel like i'm hanging out with my pals thanks for the parasocial relationship lol and i look forward to listening to the most recent few episodes which i've been banking for a long flight tomorrow also i haven't seen the most recent season and i think it really speaks to the quality of the show that i can still follow along oh keep up the good work you hot ticket boys so good so round that's good to know because that was a a thing concern of ours oh yeah yeah, because, you know, cycles one through, I'll say all-stars, cycle one through all-stars, people have a memory, even if they aren't watching along. And at the time, they were so readily available to stream. Yeah. Usually, most people had a way to stream it. And now we're getting into the desert. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I mean, if you, you know, if you buy the seasons, fine. Like, that's good. But, like, I don't ever want to feel like we're listening to us forces you to have to buy the show. Yeah. Like, we let don't, us and we do don't want to exclude people who can't don't want to exactly. have a moral objection to yeah. i have a couple of friends 
and I think I mentioned this once or twice on the podcast, who listen to our show who have still never seen Top Model. And that is truly fascinating to me. But I, I thank you for the compliment, Sarah, yeah. that you can still follow along because that that was something that we considered super hard mm. when we were, especially college was it. College was the one when they were like, guys, no one's seen it. <laughs> I also want to ask, do we need to incorporate more ASMR into the podcast if you're falling asleep to our wonderful voices? Like... This is me opening, opening my my notebook with notes. This is me giving out top photos. Oh, you know what? If you want to find some quality content, go to JW's TikTok where he oh, thank you. did uh, reality show ASMR. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. One of them was a special request from me. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll need to upload more of them because I filmed them for a source and now I can release them to the greater world. Uh, I was originally very, very fortunate to be paid, but I took shouting moments, like reality TV show arguments, and made them quiet. <laughs> and it's really fun. It Thank you. That's really sweet. Thank you, Lex. Of course. All right. This one's from Nick, who has some revelations about my screen. My screen update. It's been a while. Uh, <laughs> we took his wonderful email and made a list of some of the reveals. So I saw Tyra post about Smize Cream on Instagram. So I felt the need to go check the status of the Smize Cream website. <laughs> Smizendream.com slash pages slash dream. Yeah. And so here's some of the biggest reveals yeah. that this listener. Number had. one, Smize Cream is now Smizendream. Sure is. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Number two, Tyra now explicitly states DJ Splits is based on her mom. Since they took away her sentience, that AI is now a different person. Yep. Poor DJ Splits. Number three, her grandson Lil Y dreams of becoming an ice cream chef and entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. That's new. I'm pretty yeah, sure he wants to be like a. Fully new. Yeah, I yeah. thought he wanted to be like an astronaut. Number four, there is a suggestion that Tyra has another book on the way. Oh, lordy lord. Why subject us to it? true, could you please release it within the next year and a half or so? That feels Uh like the amount of time we still have episodes left. That would be very helpful, yes. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Five, there are numerous awkward quotes, including, bye-bye Smizendream, hello Smizendream, (laughs) and over time, Smizendream will slowly fade away, and the only thing that will be left standing is our refreshed Smizendream brand. It's a journey. I'm guessing she must have accidentally replaced every instance of the phrase Smize Cream on the website with Smizendream, but it backfired here. I love that. It's like... Just fa- find like and replace. An inadequate, <laughs> inadequate parent trying to explain death to <laughs> One day, Smize and Dream will fade away, away, and all that will be left is Smize and Dream. (laughs) It's a journey. (laughs) That is so funny that they, that at the time of this person finding this, it's been corrected. Of course. (laughs) Number six, favorite quote comes in the PS section. As all websites all have. (laughs) We all have them. Who needs them? We've been having so much fun with Smize prizes and now have options with hidden pools of rich sauces. <laughs> Something about this phrasing is so ominous, makes me think of surprise ketchup. <laughs> it does. <laughs> well, I will say, I think that I remember seeing a Smize cream that just had the bottom of the container was just chocolate. So as though yeah. it got fucked up and you just had mm. hard ass 
frozen chocolate yeah. at the bottom. One of those surprises got someone, killed. <laughs> someone complained, and they were like, no, 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 no. That's our new smize surprise. The surprise pool. <laughs> I love JW's <laughs> idea that this is the blood of surprises. <laughs> The, they finally collapsed under the weight of that dense ice cream. We finally <laughs> killed Hitler surprisey. <laughs> and number seven, another weird quote. Our prizes perfectly symbolize what our company stands for. Goal getting and dream catching. Inspiring people via our mentorship programs to set goals and go for their dreams. Mentorship program? Seems there is so much on the horsemizen for tyra in 2023 <laughs> perfect joke i ended um, up written wait, wait wait goal getting is not a thing <laughs> but it makes me think that tyra thought the phrase go getter <laughs> was goal getter yep yeah that for yep. sure is what it is absolutely <laughs> i and i ended up spending so much more time on the smize and dream website today than i anticipated but i had to share this new dj splits tidbit and all the new revelations that came after thanks again for all the laughs over the years to say that Smize Cream was our collective nightmare punishment would be understating the impact of Smize Cream on this show. I love telling people who have never heard of Smize Cream about Smize Cream because oh, yeah. they never believe me. Nope. I think it's time. I think this is the perfect time to reveal the one and only Pod Leadum Lost episode. <laughs> yes. We actually had a final part of Smize Cream. It was not nearly as much work as the other was because then it became readily available, available for nationwide shipping. Mm -hmm. Did it in person? And sometimes, just like with all things, the tech decides no more. Yep. And it was unlistenably bad. It yeah. was just, it is one of the things I, I that happened. I spent time, I spent hours trying to like, really trying try to, save, to save, save it. Yeah. And I was doing CPR on this episode for many and many rounds of staying alive. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think Hannah, J I think you asked us and Hannah Jane and I were like, I think this is a sign yeah. <laughs> that uh -huh. we need to end our smized prize. Yeah, it included, yeah. Uh, if you want highlights, it included another, of course, because we always had West Coast correspondent mm -hmm. of their, of, of Smize Cream's Halloween <laughs> runway party. challenge party. I just remember a lot of green. Yeah, there was a lot, a lot of green. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. also included us reacting to the AR surprises. Uh -huh. Adventures in AR surprises featuring Lionel Richie. And some nasty fucking flavors. I think that's when we did chocolate barbecue. Barbecue, yes it was. Which now has a different name. I'll say this. The part you had me listen to, Lex, I remember thinking, tech issues aside, we sounded like our spirits were drained. <laughs> and I'm okay with that being our lost episode. I'm okay. I think our tech did us a favor. If we had, if that hadn't happened, we might have had to do my cream episodes until we died. Going? And then we wouldn't have had this great email from Nick. Yeah. Come on. Mm -hmm. And yes, do I still follow Smize and Dream? Yes. Is it oh, now yeah. some weird money laundering scheme in yeah. the UAE? For sure. Maybe. Sure. Oh. And do I think that this is Lex's conspiracy theory? Do I think that it had to be called Smize and Dream because the the partnership in UAE was with Brunch and Cake, and so they wanted to bring it in line with the and thing? Yes, mm. I do. I think this is all racket. And did somehow cooler heads prevail and say Smize and Cream? Does that sound great? <laughs> Smize and cream? You know it was on the table. You know it was on the table. What's even more wild 
about this smice and smice and dream. No, I'm only going to recall it smice and cream. Smice and cream. The only the what's wild is they have different flavors than they've ever released. So I don't even think this is the same fucking ice cream as it was here. And now you like put pick your surprise. Yeah, now you pick like your surprise. Thing. I mean, the best surprise is the one that you pick ahead of time. <laughs> Go get your surprise. <laughs> All right, I have two short messages. First is from Scorparius, who posted a comment directly on our Anchor.fm page about the Cycle 17 finale. I was shook for weeks the first time I watched this episode. I didn't talk about anything else for at least 48 <laughs> hours. My brother watched it with me and was so confused. And then, yeah? and honestly, that was television. That yeah. was a moment. Yes. Yes, it was. If that had happened now, social media would have shut down for like five minutes. Oh, Truly. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of sad that Tyra never got the chance to break the internet. It <laughs> <laughs> happened in 2020 in the wrong way. <laughs> And only did us a favor. I think that, honestly, the Cycle 17, the All-Stars finale, would not have been memorable if that hadn't happened. No. So for the TV show, I think it was a good thing. Obviously, for Angelie and the all the story we know about the behind-the-scenes of it, devastating and terrible. Mm. Great TV. And then we have a message from Dawn, who shared a post from Cycle 18's Ebony, who posted celebrating her 30th birthday because Don wanted us to know that she finally made it to 30, you guys. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Ebony is Ebony Davis is so far beyond that show now. Oh she does not God. need it, but I wish she had referenced it. I wish she was like, and now I'm back to 18. Oh no. <laughs> Tyra the curse. 30 ever. <laughs> 30 forever. And then just tags Tyra. That's it. I would love it. And then finally, to end Mailbag Part Dieu, Lillian gave us a great question. You've all talked about how you view things from a podcaster angle now instead of just as a fan. I'd love to hear more about that. Has it changed your viewing habits of other shows? Has doing mm. the podcast changed anything else about how you go about things? I'll start, mm. and it's a toxic trait. I have started saying the phrase press play to my husband because that's what I'll say because we pause a lot while we watch the show, take notes. Mm. And I have caught myself saying it in regular life when I want to continue, like, to move on. Fantastic. <laughs> and it's horrible. And I hate myself for it. I think it's amazing that the two of you watch together. <laughs> Every <laughs> once in a while, my husband tries to talk to me while I'm watching for the pod. And I'm like, he gets immediate death stare. Why are you talking to me right now? <laughs> yeah. My husband up in space <laughs> tries to get good Wi-Fi, but it never works out at the right time. Everyone's so equally loved. Look. <laughs> I think we overuse the word toxic, but that's actually pretty toxic. That is really toxic. <laughs> kind of wild. I, I, mm, I actually think in some ways it. It's obviously impossible to watch Top Model without. Oh, yeah. Without we just know too much now, and mm -hmm. we notice yes. too much, and our brains are tested to do that. It actually makes watching other shows a little bit more of a delight mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I don't have my computer in front of me to type notes. I'm not pausing yeah. i'm not doing this it actually makes every uh, watching an episode of something after i watch an episode that we're about to do for the podcast it makes that tv episode feel like it goes by in two minutes yeah oh yeah because y'all 
I know we mentioned it, but it takes so long to watch these episodes. Yeah. I I log the time as work time because of how mm-hmm. long it fucking takes. And we don't want it to get we don't want to get lazy doing it. Like, no, no of course. and there there are times where you know if I'm if I'm prepping for the podcast and I'm tired, I'll realize I'm watching the episode like a regular TV show, and then I need to <laughs> you know rewind two minutes and figure out what I've missed. Oh no, I accidentally enjoyed television. <laughs> <laughs> But it, I mean, it, it gives you things that you never noticed before. And I love being able to share those things yeah. with y'all. I also feel like it's made me more aware of ADR in everything. Mm-hmm. As just something to like key into. I have thought a lot about the the people who are making, who are crunching the captions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. I'm a lot more aware of when I say um. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Vocal yeah. tics have been especially as the one who edits the podcast oh goodness yes i i yeah in terms of like doing a podcast for so long i've definitely and i think that listeners longtime listeners would notice like there are episodes that have slightly different energies in many directions even whole cycles i think one thing i've learned to release and this is a little hippy dippy i suppose even though i kind of hate that phrase because what does that even mean but i think i've learned to release the pressure on myself of every episode has to be the same quality from me Mm -hmm. and i think that's because a combination of two things one learning that what you bring to something is enough and also knowing that if maybe you're not having your best day and you don't feel your funniest, your most insightful, your most thoughtful, your most well-spoken, I have two co-hosts that can pick that up for me. Yeah, and from personal experience, there are days where I've come like that, and then once we're in the groove of it, my mood is picked right back up, talking with oh, my yes. friends. Oh, yeah. I'm always generally very cheered up after we were gone. Both parts of that can be equally joyful, because sometimes you're the one who stumbles on a tidbit that you can't wait to bring Mm -hmm. to the podcast like sometimes you figure out knock knock grandma's dead (laughs) but it's equally joyful to be surprised and delighted by your podcasting partners Mm -hmm. and if you're surprised and delighted by us your podcast hosts you should rate review and subscribe (laughs) to this podcast we love hearing from you your hot takes your iced tea you can go and leave us a review at apple itunes that's great you can also rate us on spotify which only allows you to do it if you're a real true believer <laughs> you can also reach out to us like all these wonderful people did at podleadum at gmail.com uh, or our website podleadum.com yeah absolutely and thank you for we also you know we get personal dms we read two of them here and mm-hmm. most of the time those are very nice and i should have never many cycles ago made a joke about starting an only fans because about once a week i get a request for it not happening (laughs) (laughs) and i'm gonna tell y'all it wouldn't be good i don't have a good mind for it though you're welcome work a lot of work oh my god i would have the laziest only fans it would just be like me sitting i feel like i'd get really some fate yeah exactly (laughs) honestly (laughs) but it would be foot content mm-hmm. because then i can just take the photo while i'm sitting yeah people on only fans do epic <laughs> stuff they really do i'm sorry sometimes i see an only fans like preview clip and i'm like this is a major major motion picture mm-hmm. <laughs> my god the quality yeah you had to hire a camera person <laughs> you can find me anywhere at yet charming i'm on instagram at hannah jane ginsburg and my feet are fully clothed over <laughs> on tiktok at jw crump okay <laughs> and be sure to use the hashtag pod lead em. 
and podcast only fans fully clothed feet Mm -hmm. every time no free feet every time you post about us perfect (laughs) so for podleadum i have been lex basile price i'll be hannah jane ginsburg oh google plus jw crump (laughs) (laughs) and we'll see you on top darling Podleadum is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks, 10x10 Entertainment, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. 